This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, sponsored by DS Beverages, your Anheuser-Busch distributor in Paul Bunyan Country. Ace on the Lake on Lake Bemidji's South Shore. Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty Safes. Pepsi Nye Bottling of Bemidji. Timberline Sport and Convenience in Blackfoot and Clearbrook Electric. Today we're checking in with a good friend of the show, Dick Beardsley of Dick Beardsley's Fishing Guide Service. We are going to talk, of course, ice fishing and maybe preview some good spots in the Bemidji area to fish if you want to be part of that huge Brainerd JC's ice fishing extravaganza next Saturday. Dick, great to have you here. Welcome back. Hey, Kev. Uh, thanks for having me on. Always, always fun to be on with you, that's for sure. Well, Dick, uh, we've had, by and large, a pretty good ice fishing season. Uh, the ice uh, got on the lakes uh, fairly early, there, the, and and unlike last year, we didn't get inundated with a ton of snow that made it near impossible to get out. So people have been able to get out and get some ice fishing in this year. Yeah, they really have, Kev. You know, it took a while as far as being able to get, you know, drive out on the lakes and get wheelhouses out and things like that. But the ice that we have, it, I mean, it's good ice. Now, seeing that... Um, if you get off, let's just say Lake Bemidji, for instance, if you get off the plowed roads, and there's some areas with some plowed roads going out to certain spots, you get off those plowed roads, and uh, there's some slush out there now. You know, that, that wet, heavy snow we got last week kind of uh, created some slush underneath the or underneath the snow that's on the ice. So, you know, just let people beware that uh, you get off those plowed roads, and if you don't have a four-wheel drive, uh it's not going to be fun. <laughs> okay, worth keeping in mind. Um, so h- how has the bite been this year for you guys? Well, you know what, Kevin, it's, it's, you know, I I tell you, you know, early in the season I put them on walleye spots, but the walleye bite this winter, the early bite, even and now on Lake Bemidji anyhow, it was a real short window. I mean, it's never real long, but you had, you know, at least, for me and the folks I had out, it was, you know, you might get an hour in the morning where they'll, you'll get a few and, and maybe an hour late afternoon, early evening. But a lot of days it was a, a 30 minute window. And there was one day it was 15 minutes and that was it. But, um, so that's been a little bit frustrating for that. But, and the perch, you know, the perch, I put most of my houses on perch areas and because they'll pretty much go all day long. And then, but I've got them in spots where you're, you're going to get some walleyes, too. But the perch bite, you know, a lot of times you get on an area and you can get a good bite going for, um, you know, a week, two weeks. You don't have to move a house. And I had one going here a couple weeks ago. And then that, that, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago, we had that real nice weekend. And I was the only place, house out on this area. And then somebody plowed a road out, which, you know, they I, I don't plow roads to my houses, but... They sure have, you know, they can do that into the area. And within a day, there were must have been 15 houses <laughs> circling, you know, kind of the area where I was. And it just, the bite just went to heck. So, you know, I've been moving around a lot now about, uh, you know, away from everybody else. And that's kind of the key, Kev, for folks is, you know, you can go out to the, the community spots. And they're easy to find because you'll find a concentration of houses. And most of them have plowed roads out to them. And, you know, you're going to probably catch a few fish. But... If you can get away from the crowds and kind of stake out on your own, um, you're going to probably have a little bit better luck. Now, saying that, we've been catching a lot of perch, but boy, this winter so far, you've got to do a lot of sorting. You know, you, you can still get those nice big jumbos, but you catch a lot of smaller ones too. So, I mean, you know, on most days, you're going to have plenty of action. You'll have a lot of fun, 
and it, those the the smaller ones though are so much more aggressive than the bigger ones. So, Kev, what I found that works well in that situation is, you know, I, I usually use like a, a jigging spoon, like oh, like a Northland forage minnow or uh, the forage minnow jig, and uh, with a minnow head, usually a fat head, and I usually cut it oh about a quarter of the way from the nose down the body. Well, if you go to a little bigger minnow head, as far as extending the body a little bit, sometimes that little bigger bait on the on that spoon will, um, you know, it, it keeps those smaller ones from being able to really grab it. Now, you might not get as much action, but the ones you catch are usually going to be bigger. Okay. Um, and, and have you been primarily on Bemidji? Yeah, Kev, before I could get my, my wheelhouses out, <laughs> I was all over the place, you know, getting on these little lakes and stuff, but I've been so busy... You know, moving houses around and getting people out to the rentals that I, I haven't been on any other lakes in about three weeks. I've been all out on Bemidji taking care of folks and moving houses and checking spots. Wow. And the, so it sounds like the bite and the action on Bemidji is good. But like you say, uh, be flexible and, a you know, you might have to settle for perch rather than walleye. Yeah, but you're going to get some walleyes and, you know... Right now, we're catching, you know, you can still catch perch up pretty shallow, but those areas tend to get hit pretty hard. And then, you know, if you got a, you got much vehicle traffic in those shallow areas, it really, you know, kind of can spook the fish and really cut down on your success. But, you know, we've been getting a lot of fish, too, out in 30 to 40 feet. And when you get out that deeper, you'll have the bonus of, uh, you know, probably catching some tulabees. They're usually suspended up off the bottom. And uh, I tell you what, we've been, the guy's, and folks that have been out my houses in the last week, they've been catching some uh, good numbers of eel pout. They're always fun to catch. I had one the other day, Cal. It was a 27-incher. Honest to gosh, I thought I had a 10-pound walleye on it. It was a big old eel pout. <laughs> they're fun to catch, and I tell you what, they're uh, if you want to keep you know a couple to eat, they're awful good eating, too. That's what I've heard. In fact, uh, yeah, I know they're, uh, the, the drum is a very popular uh, fish in Texas. Right, yeah, no, it's, uh, they're, uh, so, you know, you can get action out there, and, you know, if you want to catch some pike, I'll tell you, Kev, even on Lake Bemidji, you know, just get off the edge of the, the cabbage and the, the weeds and, and anywhere 12, 14 foot of water. You know, if you want to put a tip up out, uh, you'll have fun chasing tip ups, you know, and, and all the area lakes around here, you know, if you want to have fun and just, you know, catch a bunch of fish and, you know, put a tip up out on any, pretty much any of the area lakes. And uh, off the edge of the weed line, like I said, 12, 14 foot of water, and you'll catch plenty of pike and have a lot of fun doing that. What are they biting on right now? Well, the pike or perch, walleyes, what do you what do you think? Let's start with walleyes. Yeah, so like I was saying before, Kev, you know, I've been having my best luck on the that Northland forage minnow spoon, and, and uh, you know, they come in various colors. But uh, this winter, this the color is called an electric perch, and it's... Uh, it's kind of a white. It's got some orange tiger type stripes on it, and that tip with a minnow head has been working, you know, really, really good. And then, like on the the rattle reels I have in the fish houses, we've been going with like a forage minnow jig, and uh, you know, and just with a whole minnow hooked right behind the dorsal fin, and and that's been, you know, the some days the the so called dead sticking or like the rattle reels where that minnow is just kind of hanging down there close to the bottom doing its own thing, they've outfished 
jigging. So um, that's been working good. So now in the perch, pretty much, you know, the same thing. I mean, you're going to catch perch on the spoons, and but they also, um, they've been, the perch have been hitting on small tungsten jigs tipped with a wax worm or with a some kind of a, a plastic um, imitation bait on, on the, uh, on the small tungsten jig. So uh, that's kind of fun too. So really kind of a variety of ways that the perch and, and, uh, and the walleyes are going, but it definitely seems that the, the minnow heads, whole minnows are out fishing like say wax worms and the plastics, at least right now out here on Lake Bemidji and the pike, you can throw down a shiner, a, a small to medium sucker, even a big fathead along the weed line, and the you know you can probably throw it on a spark plug with a hook on it, and the pike will probably hit it. <laughs> the one thing about ice fishing is, uh, you know, when you're out on the on the soft water in your boat and it's not happening, uh, it's easy enough to fire up the motor and move on down uh, to another spot. Uh, it's a little more difficult, especially if you got a fish house out there to to be moving around. So you you have to be a little bit uh, careful to make sure you get into a, a spot that's going to give you your best odds. Yeah, you're sure right, Kev. Especially with the wheelhouses, you know, uh, it's and, and you're right. Ice fishing, it's a lot of work, and but it's a lot of fun. I, and like I said, I'm always out, you know, looking for new areas to move the houses too. But I I try to keep them if the area is going, you know, there's no reason to. You know, like I've always said this, boat fishing. If you're catching fish, there's no reason to move to another spot. But if the, um, if, if the bite starts to slow down, um, then, you you know, you want to make a move. But that's where the portables come in kind of nice. If you want to get out with a portable where, you know, they're a lot more easily to move. You can, you know, jump around a little bit more than you can with a wheelhouse. It's still possible, but it's just, it's, it's a lot of work to have to pick, you know, lift the wheelhouse up and get everything off the ice and then go find another spot and re-drill all the holes. But uh, it's all part of ice fishing. It's all kind of all part of uh, what we do out here at the wintertime. It is indeed. Um, so uh, besides Lake Bemidji, what are you hearing about? Yeah, so Plantagenet, there's a pretty good perch bite going on Plantagenet and uh, with a few walleyes mixed in too. Um, gull, from what I've been hearing from some folks, Gull has a uh, oh, I got a nice nice perch on here. Uh, oh. Gull <laughs> has a nice uh, bluegill and um, crappie bite going late afternoon into the early evening. But remember on uh, on gull, it's a it's a five fish limit on um, on the uh, on the bluegill. Oh, goodness, yeah. And you know, as long as I'm kind of talking about that, Kev, you know, like out here on Lake Louise or any of the lakes around here, you know, you can you can keep twenty perch and you can have. I mean, legally, you can have 40 in possession. And, but like uh, what I tell folks when I bring them out to the fish houses, you know, they, they ask, well, what's the limit? And I go, well, the limit, you know, you can have 20. But I said, you know, there's really, there's no reason for people to be keeping, you know, let's say, got, like I got some guys out in the house now, there's four of them. I mean, there's no reason for them to each keep 20 perch. Right. You know, if you keep maybe 10 apiece, um, that's more than enough to have a nice, more than one fish fry so you know folks need to remember that and because in the winter time our lakes i mean they get hit harder in the winter time than they do in the in the summertime because they're accessible to everybody you know you don't have to have a boat if you got two legs you can walk out and and you don't need a shelter if you don't want to so just think about that you know sometimes you get on a real hot bite and it's tempting to take your limit but 
you know, remember this, take enough for a meal or two, and then uh, you can still catch them and put them back. Absolutely. Very good point and uh, and key to, I think, the, the health of the fishery. I am, you know, just, you know, knowing a lot of anglers, uh, I think we do have a pretty good ethic up here. Uh, by and large, people understand that, and, and I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, you're right. The pressure these lakes get, especially if you, if you start thinking about Red Lake and Lake of the Woods, the, the pressure those lakes get every day of the winter. Wow. it's it, it, it's, Kev, I heard, I heard over the uh, New Year's Eve long weekend holiday, I heard there were 10,000 wheelhouses on Red. <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of fish. My goodness, yes. I should say. Yes, my goodness. Wow. I think I'm hoping eventually, you know, the Minnesota DNR, and, you know, they do such a good job in most cases, is that maybe they're going to, you know, looking at maybe even lowering some of the wintertime limits on fish because they do, they, these, these lakes, it's, it's a lot harder on them in the wintertime. And, you know, we want to, we want to keep the fishery, a, as great as a fisher as we have here in the Bemidji area, and we want to keep that for forever. And so, uh, you know, practicing a little bit of conservation and uh, putting back uh, is definitely something we need to think about. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, they, they had to make an adjustment on Red Lake for this winter just because right. of the, the pressure they knew they were going to get. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, that's, and most of the people are, are happy with that. You know, we don't want to have Red Lake you know, go through what it did, you know, 15, 20 years ago, that's for sure. No, that <laughs> that that is for sure. Well, I know you although haven't... Some of the, although some of the crappie fanatics wouldn't probably mind too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dick Beardsley, our guest from Dick Beardsley Guide Service. We have a lot more to talk about next. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. My guest today, Dick Beardsley of Dick Beardsley's Fishing Guide Service. And Dick, I know that you haven't had a chance to do it much lately because you've been so busy uh, with your houses, but uh, talk a little bit about going out on some of those small lakes. And, you know, with the mild winter we've had, it's probably been easier for people if they want to uh, get out on those lakes and maybe don't have a good access or things like that. Oh, yeah, definitely, Kev. I mean, you know, there's, I mean, there's snow out on the lake, but nothing like we've had the last couple of winters, so... I mean, you know, even if you don't have a snowmobile, I mean, you can, you know, you can still walk out on some of these small lakes around the area and, and get out there. And, and, you know, a lot of these small lakes, they don't have any permanent houses on them. And, and it's like, where do I go? But, you know, a, a, a good um, place to go look, if you're looking, thinking about going to another lake, is that Minnesota DNR Lake Finder. Boy, that's just, it's a, it's a great website and it'll give you all the information on, what lake you're thinking of looking at? It usually has a map of the lake, and and um, and like for crappies, what I like to look for on a lake, say I've never been on before, um, and this is a good thing to, to to point out to folks is that if you're looking for crappies, you know, try to find look for a deep water basin where some of the deepest water, if not the deepest water, in the lake, and a lot of times those crappies are going to be suspended in those deep holes and um that's where you know having a electronics or like a vexor type flasher really helps because a lot of times those fish are somewhere in the water column usually not on the bottom but somewhere between in between so uh but that's a you know 
you're right, Kev. You can get out onto these lakes now, and and you don't need snowshoes. I mean, they help if you're on, you know, out in the bush more. But um, yeah, it's a it's a great opportunity to get out there and try some new things. And the weather, I mean, this has been the mildest January I can remember in a long time. Yeah, it has been. It, it, you're right. It's it's insane, actually. But sure is making it uh, nice to get outside and do things like that. Maybe uh, have a little project where you get on a, a little lake and and be in in silence and just ex- experience something that you you probably aren't going to experience often. I mean, it's a lot of those lakes you just simply can't get to. Uh, certainly during the summer and uh, most of the time, even in the winter. So it, it's oh, kind of a fun little trick. At last winter, we had all that snow, and I, I snowshoed back into the bush about a mile and a half, pulling my uh, pulling my portable, and I tell you, I got on this little lake back in the woods, and I was out there for about six hours. Kev, I never caught a fish, but I got back home, and I told my wife, Jill, I said, it was one of the most enjoyable days I've ever had ice fishing, because I w- you couldn't hear any cars. There was I, all I could hear were the eagles screeching up in the trees. I saw a couple otters playing in a creek that was running, and it was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, it's uh, we we are so blessed with, you know. Yes, we have a, a great lake here, right in town, Lake Bemidji. But we've got so many lakes tucked away back in the woods that never see people in the winter time, and it's a great way to get out and do a little exploring. Well, Dick, uh, the the Brainerd JC's ice fishing extravaganza is back this year. It's com- completely different, however. Uh, they, they're not dry. Uh, they're not uh, drilling ten thousand holes to have a bunch of people on Gull Lake. Uh, they're they're saying like so many tournaments had to be this year, including the United Way when we were involved in this past summer. Uh, it's got to be a, a virtual tournament. They basically opened up the entire state, any publicly accessible lake is eligible to be there. They're using the Fish Donkey app, which you are familiar with, certainly. Um, so keeping that in mind, thinking about maybe 10,000 people around the state of Minnesota fishing, um, this tournament is going to be a little bit interesting in that if you catch a fish that is among the top 500 fish, so 10,000 people fishing, fish that falls in the top 500, you're going to be eligible for 150 prizes that are going to be scattered throughout that top 500 um, in in no particular order. So you need to get in that top 500. What uh, lakes might be the lakes that will find you fish that are going to fit fit into that slot? Yeah, well, uh, that's a good question, Kev. Uh, you know, if um, if you're looking for some some big fish, you know, like a like a bigger pike or something like that, I tell you, Grace Lake just south of Bemidji. Man, you get off on that, it'd be the, uh, let's see, it'd be kind of the northwest side. There's, there's a really nice long weed line there. And uh, if you're looking for some bigger pipe, well, I'd get off of that weed line there and, and maybe try fishing for some pipe there. And, and same on, on Lake Bemidji. Now, Lake Bemidji's got some big pike, and I'd probably head over maybe on the, the east side, south of the river there, and there's a nice set of cabbage all along and through there, out from the pines, and I'd throw a few tip-ups or a couple tip-ups up and and with a you know a decent sized sucker minnow on there and um get ready for a big fish and, and i tell you Kim, i i even i even caught a muskie a few weeks ago through the ice so that was kind of fun wow yeah that's that's fairly unusual it is in fact i was just out doing a little uh visit bemidji fishing report that i a video report i i do every weekend and uh 
Brady Lawton, the, the young man that was doing the videography, he goes, Dick, you ever caught a muskie on Lake Bemidji in the wintertime? I go, you know, I never have. And honest to goodness, Kel, he couldn't have been gone 10 minutes, and I caught a 37-incher. <laughs> that was fun. Well, it's it may be fun, but just for the record, that is not an eligible species for this tournament. <laughs> no, I'm sure not. But, nor- sure not but-, but northerns are. Yeah, absolutely. Northerns are, and our lakes are loaded with them. And and, and if you really want to, um, you know, look for uh, some big fish, you know, Lake Cabacona, you know, south of town off of Highway 64 there, there's some big walleyes in that lake, and there's some big northern pike in that lake too. Again, you know, if you're fishing for a big, big fish, you know, it's it's kind of like buying a lottery ticket. You might not catch anything, but you could hook onto a big one too. So, you know, there's a lot of options out there to, to go out and give it a shot. That's for sure. All right. Well, uh, what are your thoughts about about these these uh, virtual tournaments that started this year? Do you see this continuing in the future? Yeah, but I I love it. I uh, in fact, we just uh, I'm on this Minnesota DNR Bass Advisory board and we had a zoom meeting a couple of weeks ago and and that kind of that topic came up and and whatnot i am 100 percent for it i i'd like to see all the tournaments uh especially summer tournaments go to the uh you know the catch photo uh measure release because to me the number one concern has got to be the fishery and to be able to catch that fish photo it measure it boom back in the water it's not flopping around in your live well, bouncing on the you know the the rough water that uh, sometimes occurs during a tournament. And um, yes, you don't have the that uh, you know walking across the stage and pulling out these big fish. And to me, that's more of an ego thing for people. And and uh, number one concern has got to be the resource. And by getting that you know that the fish back in the water as quickly as possible. of them are more than likely going to survive. And, you know, I look at our United Way tournament we had last summer for bass and walleye, and what a success that was. And and so many people that I talked to that entered it had so much fun, and they they can't wait for it to happen again this coming summer. Oh, excellent. And, yeah, that's great news. And, you know, I actually expect that we'll we'll probably see, um, even when we can get back to normal and have big crowds, We'll probably see kind of a marriage of the two formats where you, you do when you're, say, at the Knights of Columbus or the Leech Lake, you, you use the fish donkey to keep tabs on what the score is. Still, everybody comes in, goes across the stage, gets their awards, tells how much they got, you know. Right. Um, I think you can do both. I have that, that community and, uh, make it safer for the fish. Kev, absolutely. Yeah, you can still have, the, you know, like at the Knights of Columbus Wally Train, you can still have that big stage up there. And like you said, you walk, you know, walk the guys across the the stage and, you, you know, you do the interviewer a lot of times and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, and they, they can still talk about how the fish was, how the fishing was and the, how big a fish they got. And yeah, you're not seeing the fish, but, but again, it, you still get that, um, that fun, part of walking across the stage and then and the best part is knowing that that fish is out there swimming somewhere out in the lake where you caught it and um give somebody else a chance to catch that big one absolutely 
Yeah, I think uh, I think these electronics are here to stay, and uh, like I say, they'll figure out a way to marry the best of all tournaments together. I think, and because uh, I think it's kind of cool uh, to be able to do a tournament where you know you're all competing on the same lake at the same time in the same time frame and see who's the best in those particular conditions. But it also is kind of fun to do like we did with the uh, United Way and just uh, you know fish where you want to fish. We'll see what happens. Right, exactly, and you know with that fish donkey app, Kev, as you know. You know, you there's that constant leaderboard, so you're always checking your phone and seeing where you where you are, and if you know you might have been in first place, and now all of a sudden you're down in fourth, and it's really I don't know I think it's really a lot of fun. It, it you know I kind of quit tournament fishing a number of years ago, and uh, just because of some of the etiquette that doesn't go on in some of the tournaments. But I tell you, I had so much fun with my little fishing buddy Sam Alamano and. and um, I can't wait to do it again with them this summer. Uh, until we got these uh, these uh, apps, uh, fishing was like the only sport that you competed in where you, you weren't able to keep tabs on the score. Exactly. Now you I can. <laughs> I know. Now you can. And it, so then it's, you, it, it puts a little added pressure on you because all of a sudden now, you know, you, you see yourself falling off the leaderboard or whatever. And you, now you start you know, working harder or trying something else to try to get back up there again. And, yeah, it just it, it gets your heart racing all day long, let me tell you. All right. Anything else you think we should know about before we wrap it up today, Dick? No, Cal. I just, you know, folks, be careful out, as always, on the ice. Know that if you get off uh, on any of the unplowed roads on the area lakes that uh, you may run into a little bit of slush. The ice is good. It's as, it's as good of ice as I've seen in in a few years now, it's nice and, and clear and solid. But uh, as always, just be careful out there on the ice. Absolutely have to do that. Dick Beardsley from Dick Beardsley uh, Fishing Guide Service uh, joining us. Hey, Dick, uh, do you still have some dates available if people want to use your fish houses and your well, expertise this winter? All the Friday, Saturday, and Sundays in um, January are all booked up. But, you know, I've got some weekday openings and then, February, I think there's still a, a couple of weekends that uh, got some rentals available right now, but they tend to go pretty quick. So, yeah, but, you know, give me a call at 218-556-7172, or you can email me at dick at dickbeardsley.com, and i uh, sure try to get you out here because we're having a lot of fun. I know you got some uh, social media as well. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Yep, you can go to Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide. Uh, on my on my Facebook page or www.dickbeardsleyfishingguide.com. All right, Dick Beardsley, as always, great to have you on the show. Thank you for the time today. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Have a good day, buddy. Thanks for having me on. want to remind you, since the Brainerd JC's Ice Fishing Extravaganza is statewide, we're going to be carrying a live show from our sister station down in Brainerd from 11 to 4. So if you're fishing the tournament, you'll be able to stay caught up with what's going on. In addition, go to kbunsportsradio.com, click on Ice Fishing Extravaganza, fill out that form, and you could win some prizes that will be given away throughout the course of that broadcast. Some really great prizes, too. So check that out on our website, kbunsportsradio.com. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Sponsored by Clearbrook Electric, Timberline Sports and Convenience in Black Duck, Pepsi Nye Bottling of Bemidji, Bonded Lock and Key, Ace on the Lake, and DS Beverages, your Anheuser-Busch distributor in Paul Bunyan Country.